Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Today on Focus on Why, I'm joined by Catherine McGuire. Catherine, a very warm welcome. Thank you, Amy. Lovely to be here. And where are you joining us from? I am currently sat in my study in my eco home in Cornwall. Oh, that sounds very good. Eco home. Tell me a bit more about that. Uh, well, we we bought. We were very fortunate to buy a house here about eighteen months ago in a small fishing village in the south of Cornwall, where a, a lovely lady had built a, an eco house. It's got its own well. It's got its own um, electricity supply um, through solar. It has a ground source heat pump. Um, we have our own drainage. We have everything apart from a little bit of electricity costs once a year uh, or monthly, should I say. Uh, we have no costs on the property at all, which is absolutely brilliant. It's all self-contained and self-looking self after, which, uh, which we love. We absolutely love. So you are the true definition of living off the grid. Pretty much, almost. <laughs> you could say that, yes. Are you doing all the planting of vegetables and things as well, or are you? We do. We're, I wouldn't say we're kind of eco warriors or any of that. that uh, you know, which is brilliant. But I, I don't think we're probably there. We do. You know, we do have a waitrose quite close by, so <laughs> we enjoy shopping there. But we do. We do grow our own vegetables, um, particularly things like tomatoes and, uh, you know, vegetables. We've got tr uh, fruit trees and, and a few things like that. But it's a work in progress. We've just we've also just um, planted a wildflower garden. So we have a bit of a field garden just outside our home, uh, just opposite it. And we've created we've cleared a massive um, field. It was completely overgrown. And we've uh, just planted a wildflower um, garden or meadow down there. And it's it's coming along. It's not quite there yet, but it's going to be absolutely glorious when it's done. Oh, it will be. I've been watching Clarkson's farm and just seeing the, the beautiful wildflower meadows that he has. So, yeah, all sorts of incredible wildlife that you'll be attracting with that. So. Very it's admirable. beautiful. Yeah, that, that's the aim. We've done it before in another property that we had. Um, and it does is it is absolutely phenomenal how much wildlife it does. It does attract. And we've got a little bit of a problem here in Cornwall at the moment with uh, with lack of bees. I know it is uh, in certain parts of the country. There is that issue. So we're hoping to sort of be able to help to to address that um, that issue as well. Well, we don't want to, to drop in bee numbers because as soon as we drop in the bee then we we essentially, I think, well, as Einstein said, that we only have a few years to live once the bees are gone. That's right, which is rather terrifying, and the numbers are dropping. So we all need to do what we can to 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 improve the number. Brilliant. So tell me, why Cornwall? 
Cornwall has been on my radar pretty much most of my life. Um, my family, we've had a family home down here um, since before I was born. I always used to, I always joke with my mum because she, when she was pregnant with me, they came, my mum and dad came down here. Um, and I've got Cornwall in my blood. I've been coming here most of my life, well, all of my life, um, and spending lots of time here. I used to bring my children here when, when they were young. Um, so we ha we've always lived or had property on the south coast. And when I decided that I was going to take a little bit of a step back from, from working, I wanted to be in a location that was a bit of a spiritual place for me more than anything else, I think. And I, I, I feel just so comfortable here and so at home. Um, I've lived, you know, I've lived all over the UK, but I think this is the place where I feel the most settled and the most at home. Um, so much to do and see, and I just love the natural beauty of Cornwall. It's just, it's very inspiring. I find it an incredibly inspiring place to be. Well, you and so many other authors and, and artists of, of the many decades and centuries that have come before you, it is a very much a special location. It is, it is. And, and you're right, a lot of the new friends because I made a lot of new friends since we've been down here but a lot of my new friends they're all you know they're artists or authors or you know it's such a creative vibe here that um I don't know what it is about Cornwall I don't think anyone can ever really put their finger on it but it's it's just such a magical place we love it we absolutely love it so magical spiritual you even described it as being comfortable feeling comfortable there and, and being at home with yeah. this beautiful, natural, inspiring beauty. Tell me what it is going to allow you to do now you're there. That's a great question, Amy. And I, I think for me, um, as I just mentioned before, I kind of wanted to step back a few years ago from, from the intense kind of work schedule that I had. And I want to, you know, I wanted to write a book. I've, I've, I started it about six years ago, or should I say I wanted to finish a book because I did start it six years ago. Um, and every time I tried to sort of get to grips with it, some huge thing, <laughs> life event happened or, or, you know, some sort of fantastic opportunity for work um, happened for me. And it always got put on the back burner. But one of my great, greatest aims being here and I think Alcorma will allow me to do it, is to finish that book and get that published and out into the world, which is uh, one of my life goals and has been a life goal for, for many years. So do you think that the elongation of the book writing has allowed you to write from a different perspective? Without a doubt, yes. Obviously, I think the older you get, you do tend to get a different perspective on things. I mean, I'm I'm in my late fifties now. I'm no spring chicken, but I, I I still find I'm learning new things all the time, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm a great lifelong learner, but I, I I think it's it's going to, I think it has given me a different perspective being here because as we all know, stepping back, taking that step back from life. Uh, which I have done, suddenly you see things a lot more clearly. When you're in the thick of it, it can often be quite, uh, you get a clouded vision and you also sometimes can be so focused that you you don't necessarily always see the bigger picture. And I, I think, you know, I found that quite often in life. I've always needed to take a step back and just go, whoa, let's just, let me just think about this. I need to sort of review this. I need to think about it. 
And um, I wouldn't say I'm a, you know, I'm not slow at making decisions. I, I can be fairly, um, fairly driven and fairly fast paced. But I think when you're writing a book or doing the sort of work that I did, sometimes you do need to step back and just say, need time to think about this, need to, to review it. And new ideas come up all the time when you when you when you give yourself time. Um, and it's I, I love that. I really love that. And I love that about Cornwall because it, I have that space and that time to to think. The time to think. And, and it has you just articulated it really well that there's like almost a process that you go through, which is to step back to to think, review what comes next for you. What comes next for me in life or with my book? Well, in that process of of allowing you to to really think about what it is that you're stepping back from, or 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 the reasons for, and and then reviewing it. But I, I just wondered. I mean, you said it allows you to see new ideas. Do you take them on board? I mean, or do you go sort of so fast again that you have to then go back into that process? I think it is a process, and I think um, yes, I think there are occasions where you or I will write something, for example, for the book. And then I'll need to come back to it a week or two weeks later just to review it because I may suddenly see something differently. And I don't mean that to be an, a never ending process for this type of you know project, because um, it is a project for me. Um, but I think it's definitely something that that is, that is a process and Anyone who's written a book will understand that 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 process can be as long or as short as you need it to be. For me personally, the book I want to write is 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 very um, very much based on my experiences. Um, you know, I've had a lot of adversity in my life. I've had a I've had a, I had a fantastic childhood, but from a young age, uh, in my late teens, I had a lot of a lot of things that happened to me. Uh, and I had to overcome a lot of adversity. I had to overcome abuse um, and financial crisis. And I think when you've been through situations like that, it, it you do need to have you do need to have time to reflect. Um, and the book I'm putting together, where we're, I'll be sort of not exploring all the awful thing that's happened to me, because it's not about that. It's a very positive book. Um, but I think you have to sort of um, understand where someone's come from to understand what they've been through to get to where they are now. I mean, I consider myself to be, you know, a, a successful entrepreneur. Um, I've I've mentored many hundreds of people over the, the last decade to to build businesses and successful property portfolios. I've helped a lot of people. But I, you know, I had to go through a process through life to, of stepping back, having experiences, stepping back, you know, learning, reviewing, and move, before I could ever move forward again. And I think that there's, um, I think that process, no matter what you're doing in life, is such an important process. Um, I was working towards freedom when I got going in my business, and that was, that is, and still is my absolute ultimate goal, my ultimate life goal. Um, so is there a conflict there where you said you're working towards freedom and the element of work and freedom, do they actually, are they complementary or do they actually, are they conflicting? Uh, <laughs> I think that, I think it can be conflicting actually. 
when I first started working towards my journey of freedom, I obviously was working. I had to work and I, you know, had to earn money. I mean, I, I was in a position at the age of 46. I suddenly found myself with no income, no pension, no savings. I, you know, I couldn't go out and get a job because my youngest daughter was uh, chronically ill and I was a full time carer for her. You know, I had all sorts of, of things going on and I, I, I wanted to be free. I had broken free. From an abusive relationship and i needed that freedom to carry on but i knew i had to work to get to the end goal for me the end goal with 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 freedom uh it is is not having to to have to work um i don't really work a huge amount at the moment and i'm i'm financially comfortable i'm very grateful that i that i've you know got to the position that i'm in and i don't have to work now and I, I, but I've worked towards that. I've had to set goals to get to that position. And of course, anyone can say, well, I could go out and earn more money and I can go out and, you know, have more, you know, challenges, experiences, whatever. But I, I think there comes a time where you just have to think how much, when is enough enough? And I got to that point where I did think that uh, two or three years, well, probably about three or so years ago. And I just thought, when is enough enough? And I, I think I'm rambling off, off probably off point here now, but um, I've forgotten the question now. It's actually really interesting because what I, I want to just sort of highlight here is you said that you were 46 when you had this point of no income, no pension, no savings, full-time carer for your daughter. And yet the next 10 years to where you, you are now, you you could you see that this is where you were going to be then absolutely not no i, I was in a dire position i was i was in a, a you know a very precarious financial position um i i was although i'm an uh, you know i'm an educated woman and i had i've had done open university degrees i've been to college you know i've worked for various businesses uh, in senior management roles I, you know, I've done quite a lot in my life up to that point, but I found that actually I was fairly financially illiterate. And that's quite a shock when you're in your 40s to discover that. Um, and I know a lot of people who, who are, you know, uh, uh, it's the same for a lot of people. I don't think I was in any way inadequate or it was just the way it was. And I, I had to learn so much so quickly about finances to to change my life so no here i am now very comfortable in a beautiful home in a beautiful part of the country i can do whatever i want when i want you know it, it, it's my life now is is so different to what it was even 10 years ago and i couldn't imagine it then because i was i was in a pretty dis desperate place and when you're in a desperate place you might say, oh, I want to be a millionaire or I want to do this or a billionaire these days. I, you know, you can't. I couldn't envisage it at all. I really couldn't envisage it. My my thoughts were were on putting food on the table for my two daughters and myself, putting clothes on their back, um, getting them to school, you know, running a car, all the very basic things. It was it was a, a survival on a sort of day to day, week to week basis. Um, my life now couldn't be in more contrast to that. And there was a, a process of that education. And my goodness, Catherine, I've been there, done that also 
recognizing just how financially illiterate I was mm. and being in, in, I was in a secure relationship, but that still doesn't make excuses for outsourcing your future. And essentially that's what you're doing when you're, you're not becoming, or you're not aware of where you are financially, because the, the statistics are so, so uh, against you in terms of you will likely live longer than a partner and if you've got a male partner, you're likely to live longer than them. And you're likely also to to spend your nest egg on caring for them in their later years, leaving you almost destitute as a as a woman who's got a longer lifetime. And it was when I looked at those and I was like, wow, you know, I've got this so wrong. I've been outsourcing essentially the future to my husband and what happens if he is you know if he does die tomorrow i i haven't i didn't know anything at that point so i i was on that steep learning curve with you it it, it is a serious wake up call when something happens to you where it affects your finances uh, financial situation in such a dramatic way as 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 it did to me and to many others of course it is it is a serious wake up call and i think many women particularly do not uh, feel that they have the need to to be in control of their finances almost you know it's it's kind of historically was handed over to the man to, in the relationship um I, I think things are changing and they are changing fast at the moment which is absolutely brilliant and I think awareness and I think um changing change you know changes of social attitude is 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 fantastic on this particular topic because there is no reason why a woman should not be in control of her finances even in marriage i will also add whether they're married to a, a man or a woman it doesn't matter you are responsible for yourself you are responsible for your own financial uh, survival if i can use that word um and and sort of offsetting or relinquishing yourself from financial uh, responsibility is you know it is really a, a foolish thing to do and many of us don't know we're doing it that is that that's the thing we don't know that we're doing it we think we're in a happy relationship everything's looked after and then boom something happens and everything just comes crashing down around your ears and you think whoa i don't understand I don't understand about pensions. I don't understand about passive income. I don't understand about investments. I don't understand about bank accounts, insurances, you know, all, all the things which are fairly standard things that we should all learn about. And we should all learn about it in school as well. All these things we should learn about in school. But well, they're all these, sorry, I was going to say all these basic things that we should learn about. Many of us just think, well, it, it, we, I don't need to do that because someone else is doing it for me. But that one thing needs to change. Uh, in, you know, one, one thing changes in your life and suddenly you have to learn pretty, pretty fast. I'd never even heard of passive income when I was 40, 45, 46. I didn't even know what that was. Absolutely no idea whatsoever. I, I'm with you, Catherine. Honestly, it was a, a rude awakening. I was a little bit younger, but it, you know, in in principle, I'd gone you know four decades without realizing this. I've changed that in my own family circle, and and even wider, you know, in terms of making it aware people aware of what's available. My children are very aware of of the education that 
is there from an entrepreneurial sense, from a passive income sense, from different avenues, which I know are not mainstream ways that are being taught in, in, the, in the standard education that they're receiving. But I know that I've done my duty in making them aware. And the podcast, you know, this show here is make, bringing people on who are sharing their experiences, their failures, their awareness of what they had not been aware of. And, you know, we, we don't know what we don't know until you sure. hear it somewhere. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what is it that you have in terms of the, your mission, vision, purpose for life but also maybe for the book as well as a, as a focused point i think my focus point going forward um is 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 very much um helping other people um uh, particularly women but not exclusively women become aware of what they need to to, to know to have a, a happy and independent life of freedom I, I've been focused on that for, for quite a few years. Uh, when I was mentoring, I used to mentor internationally. Um, and, and, and we all have the same, everyone has the same goal. If you ever ask anyone what their goals are, they always have that same goal, freedom to be free. Freedom actually means different things to different people, of course. But if we don't learn the lessons that we need to learn to how to become free, whether it's you know financially free, have time freedom, uh, location freedom, what, whatever that freedom is. If we don't learn the lessons of how to become free, we're always going to feel trapped. Because I did, I felt very trapped and frustrated, and and you know, didn't with no direction. So I want to help people to be able to find that freedom, whatever that freedom is for them, through through lessons, through lessons I'm sort of teaching in my book. Um, you know, even just simple things like learning about goal setting and mindset and i mean i didn't really i'd never even read a book about mindset until i was in my mid 40s i didn't even really know what positive thinking was all about i just you know i just went got you know went through every day and and got to the end of the week and had a drink and thought yeah this is fantastic you know i've had a good week whatever i didn't i didn't ever see that vision and i think vision is so important that if i can encourage people to have a vision of what they want their life to be, and then understand that it's not impossible to achieve anything that that they want to achieve, then that, that would be an achievement for me. And like you said, you've taught your children about um, all the lessons that you've learned, and, and, and I have also done the same. And, and that's my biggest, I suppose, in, my, in myself, that feels like my biggest achievement, being able to pass these lessons on to the younger generation. Um, we can always learn easily about how business works, how funding works. If you're in business, you know, how to put a team together, time management, you know, or, or, or any of those things, um, team management, we can all learn those things. They're learnable. But I think the initial starting point is at the beginning pieces about vision and mindset. And, and as I say, learning to goal set properly is probably the best lesson I ever learned. I, I I was struggling. I was all over the place. I wasn't focused. I was trying really hard and working long hours and doing everything that, you know, I thought was the right thing to do. But it was only when I really learned how to goal set properly that I started making significant process, uh, progress and fast, fast progress. And um, if I can teach these lessons to other people, they're not new lessons necessarily, but the lessons that I have learned from my experiences, I think will be uh you know hopefully i hope will be um inspiring to other people because often you read something that you might have 
read about that lesson many times, but you don't relate to it because it isn't relatable to you. Finding out someone else has had an experience and then done X, Y, and Z to move on. If you can relate to that experience, then that will that will help you learn that lesson. And I think as a woman who's, as again, I say, suffered from abuse and financial traumas and goodness knows what else, if I can help people, if I can help particularly those women who've had the similar experience or same experience even to move forward in their life and be happy and free, then that's that for me is 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 a win. And do you think that there's this stronger desire for a particular freedom and, and whatever the freedom means for an individual because of what they are moving away from? So an adversity that they've or an experience that they've had. And there isn't such a desire if their life has been more comfortable, shall we say? Um, yes, I do think there is that. I think for me, financial freedom was absolutely key to where I was working, what I was working towards when I first um, sort of started setting up my own businesses. Financial freedom was was absolutely where it was at. I think if people have had that feeling of being trapped, I think time freedom and location freedom is probably more important than financial freedom. Um, some people absolutely love working and doing the jobs that they do, following the careers that they've got. Some people absolutely love that and would be lost without having that cause in their life, doing, doing what they're doing. But for some people, it's it's just having that freedom, being able to do what you want when you want, you know, planning your own day, your, your, your week, your months, your years, doing what you want to do without someone else telling you what to do. And quite a lot of us don't like being told what to do, do we? Absolutely. I cannot stand it. And I couldn't even stand it when I was in school. I was a complete rebel and maverick and <laughs> got myself into trouble on numerous occasions. But, you know, if 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 you have that personality and actually personality types, learning about your personality type is important as well as your sort of your why and your reason. But if you understand yourself, you can so much better uh, find the right direction for yourself to go in and, and, and do the things, you know, that are right for you to spend time doing. But yes, that, that's, that's a good question because I think we all have, as I said, those freedoms are all different um, and, and they are different from because of your experiences. And it's interesting because I always... When I'm speaking to people on the show, recognize that freedom comes with something else. It's never just freedom. It's always there's a freedom that's linked to something else, uh, an association to to really define the type of freedom that they're seeking, which is you know very different. And what I'm hearing with you is that there is this freedom to think and act as you choose. Very much so. Very much so, Amy. And I, I um, yeah, I think I think when you've been controlled or in some form of a coercive, you know, um, relationship, even if you don't know you're in it, um, I think when you are coming or when you've come out of that and you realise what's happened to you, it's so important that you do find the right, the freedom that is right for you. Um, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? 
It really does, because what I'm hearing, and it links back to what you just said about understanding who you are, because in in a relationship such as that, you are being molded or you are molding yourself to serve the needs of a, of a particular partner who is, you know, for whatever reason, you're not being your true self. Correct. Yes. And I think when you've been in a position where you're not able to be your true self, um, for, for whatever reason, um, it, it, it's it, it's usually through domination, domination, you know, domination, dominance of someone else. Um, I, I I think when you get out of that situation, as I say, it's it forms the narrative going forward for you. You you make decisions. Well, I certainly did about what what was what was acceptable to me and what wasn't acceptable to me in life, and they are absolutely rock solid in my psyche my being and that is that i will not be told what to do by anyone i'm not talking about breaking the law or anything like that i'm talking about having complete freedom of personality um not being controlled financially or in any way um you know being able as i say being able to go where i want do what i want i mean i recently got married last year to my husband, who I who I've been with um, over ten years now, and he would never dream of trying to restrict me in any way. And I think a successful relationship between two people is always is always that you that you both give each other the freedom to to be you know to be do and have whatever they want. That that's the purpose of a, a fantastic partnership, um, and it's a, it's a relationship unlike I've I've had before. Um, and I, I find it so refreshing that 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 is a possibility to to live your life with with another partner, um, and you have your family around you or your or your extended family is around you, and we all support each other and we we, we live a life together of freedom. We're supporting each other and our dreams and and desires, and it, it's an incredible position to be in. I'm very fortunate. And I'm just wondering, I mean, we seem to be having a focus on freedom, which again, I feel is almost a paradox in, in essence, you know, a focus <laughs> on freedom. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Uh, so, but it is a possibility, uh, but you've, you've, you've made it a possibility for yourself and you spoke about the understanding also your personality type, and then you touched on your why and your reason. And I want to sort of dig into, to those elements. It is focus on why for, <laughs> as a yeah. podcast title. Yeah. So tell me a bit more about your your why, your reason. My current why, uh, as I said a little bit earlier, is very much about helping other people going forward. It's about giving back. I have been helped on my journey in the last you know decade plus by uh, people who have inspired me, mentors, uh, teachers, etc. And I, and I I have been. I know I have inspired other people and, and I obviously have taught people uh, through being a mentor myself. And I that why continues wanting to help people, wanting to give back. You know, I'm, I'm secure. I'm fine. I'm OK. Uh, and I will be for the rest of my life. It's it's but I that's not enough for me. I can't just stop and say, OK, well, I, you know, I'm financially free and whatever. For me, it's very much about helping other people. Um, and I, and that is my focus. I don't have to worry about putting food on the table anymore. That's not a focus uh, for me. But that that helping other people most definitely is. 
And with that, um, you said about giving back and, and it is this being able to to give and receive it equally and with grace as well to to understand that we, you know, we don't just have everything come to us when we need it. It's a case of there is this lovely flow of of giving and helping. And and from a purpose perspective, it's so rewarding to be able to see other people's lives transform and knowing that this has happened for you as well in in more recent years. And you also said that you didn't know that it was a, a possibility to to have a relationship such as you have now. Uh, and, and, you know, that must be just incredibly uh, rewarding, amazing. I don't know. It just, I mean, it comes down to love, right? Absolutely comes down to love. And I, I, I think it, when you realize that it, you know, when you realize it does, it is that sort of, it is about love. You kind of question other relationships that you've had in your life and you know that you've made the right decision to get out of those relations, those past relationships. But also it's very enriching to know what a successful relationship is. Um, I, as I say, I'm, I feel very fortunate I, I would also say it didn't happen just through choice or a chance. Um, I think I believe that I have designed my life as I as I wanted it to be, and I kind of feel that I manifested my um, my husband, which I know might sound a bit woo woo or a bit wacky, but I I I you know I I met we met online and on an online dating you know, app or whatever, not an app, a website as it was in those days. I think it's only apps now, but, you know, we did meet online. Um, we lived fairly close together. And in fact, when we met, we, we had lots of mutual contacts, which is unusual. We, and we think we'd actually been to quite a few different events together when we'd both been there, which is quite amusing. But when, you know, when, when I was looking for a new partner, I had a very specific list of wants and don't wants. And I went, I met a few men for coffees at lunchtime over a period of time. And if they didn't tick the boxes, that was it. They didn't get a second look in, to be honest. And I think that if we go about life like that, if we don't compromise, compromise, uh, I hate that word compromise, to be quite honest with you. Um, I've always found if you compromise on something, it's wrong. And I've also found that if two people are trying to come to a solution and compromise, no one is ever happy. Neither party is ever happy because they've compromised. So I don't compromise. I'm a very uncompromising person. In that, if I set a goal, that's the goal I'm going to get. I'm going to achieve that goal and there will be no compromise. It will, it will happen. And if I believe it will happen, it will happen. It does happen. And that's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it can be a very positive thing. And I, I want other people to understand that you do not need to compromise, compromise on relationships, on your careers or anything, really. If you want something, go out and get it. You can do it. You know, anyone can do it. Go and get it. It's there for the taking. It's only you that's stopping you from doing it because your mind is sort of maybe going off point or you lose the focus or or you you know you 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 run off off the, the focus of the goal. Um 
And again, coming back to goals, when I'm goal setting, I constantly am doing every, at the end of every month, I review my goals at the end of every, you know, every quarter. I work with an accountability partner and have done for a number of years now. And we've just arranged our half yearly call. So we're both, we both keep each other accountable. But for personal relationships, I think it's the same. I think it's, why would it be any different to any other goal? Um, find that person that you really want. For me, it was someone who was equally financially stable as I am. It was someone who had a sense of humor. You know, it was someone who had the same visions and views uh, on life as I did. And I, I knew that I couldn't compromise on those on those things. So you have to work out what you won't compromise on. I mean, maybe there'll be a few little compromises along the way. Somebody who's tidy. <laughs> I can't stand mess. Um, it just clogs my brain with stress and I just get stressed. You know, silly little things like that. <laughs> so having got this very clear understanding of your visions, your values, your views, and, and this is going back to you having that shift in in. I guess you had to take a step back. You had to think about what was going on in that circumstance of like, this is not, this is not a good place I'm in. And then moving forward to taking action and being very specific with your goal setting. Did you have goal setting for pretty much every area of your life or was it just financial at that one point? I think initially when I started, um, I had, I only had financial goals. And as I started working towards those goals and then started to want to bring other things in like, you know, finding a new relationship, et cetera. I started to cover all sort of four areas really. Um, so whether that's, you know, that that's sort of financial goals, career goals, personal goals, as in, you know, where you live and, and, and what you do with your sort of your, your money, time, money, freedom. Um, the, 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 yeah, so I, I kind of I started off with the financial goals, but then then expanded it out to make sure that it was it was covering more well all areas of, of life, um, and I also included in that charity because I I've always given to charity, supported charities, done a lot of charity work, which I don't talk about a huge amount, but I I you know I do love doing charitable work and in my goals after I became financially secure and my knew that myself and my girls were going to be okay that was one of the things that I um you know I was able to do is work to to uh give a percentage of my income to charity which I have done ever since um I've became financially independent so you mentioned four areas Catherine what are those areas that you focus on so the main areas that I focus on are, are health, wellness and spirituality, which are all important to me. Uh, vacation and income. Um, you know, so what, what, what I'm doing in my work, my career, um, uh, you know, my multiple um, streams of income, whether I'm going to increase them or, 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 or what have you in the year. Uh, relationships. Uh, which we've sort of talked about, and also time and money freedom. So what am I going to do with the time and the money that I've, you know, that I've created? I've I've created this freedom for myself. So what am I going to do with that time and money freedom? Um, and I think if you can cover off all those four areas of life, you're doing pretty okay. Um, and most goals within, well, I think all goals really in, in life fit into those four categories. 
Um, those categories I didn't develop myself. They are actually from Mary Morrissey, who is a, a wonderful uh, woman that I only started following probably about four or five years ago. Um, she's an incredibly experienced um, teacher and mentor. And she, uh, the, I, I gleaned those four, got those sort of four focus points on goals from her. What I'm looking at, I mean, people talk about goals all the time. And something that I've noticed is that goals are, that you can set then lead to burnout because you're so focused on achieving this that everything else you know, falls by the, the, the wayside. And I think by having those four areas, you're keeping a good balance. But just to sort of give us a, I know you're going to write it in your book, so we don't need to say it in too much detail now, but yeah. you have alluded to just how incredible goal setting has been for you. And I just wondered if you'd share the sort of the high level version of, or the shortened version. The shortened version. I think, uh, okay, um, for me, goal setting was the ultimate uh, skill to learn to get me from where I was, which was a dire situation to a financially secure situation, a financially free situation. It's very much a skill I've I've had to learn through trial and error. You can, as I say, you can read all the books in the world about goal setting, but you have to find your own, the, the system that works for you. And having mentored, as I say, hundreds and hundreds of people over the years, everybody does goal setting differently and, and finds their own way of how it works. And I think that's really important, trying to, to um, enforce a specific system on someone never works. It doesn't work. You have to trial and error different structures to find what works for you. What works for me and what works for a lot of people that I have found with, I've shared this with many people over the years, is, is setting uh, goals for the year, you break them down into months, what, what you're going to tackle when. Um, and then those monthly goals broken down into annual, uh, uh, weekly goals. And then when I was working full time, when I was working very hard, I used to have a daily goal sheet. And I never call a list a to-do list. It's always a success list because everybody well most people don't like to do lists it just you just look at it and think oh i'm never going to get all that done but i try not to put more than about four to six items on on a list in a day because it just becomes overwhelming otherwise and you will get into paralysis and you won't get anything done or you'll try and go hell for leather at a, at a whole range of tasks you never do that you know you don't do any of the tasks correctly or properly or fulfillingly um, and you keep having to go back to do them so you don't get them finished. But also, like you said, it can lead to burnout. And I think that goal setting as a, as a bigger picture is very much about you as a person being able to get as much done in the time that you have available. For example, I, I rarely work on a Sunday. I always Sunday for me is family day. And I will always try not to work. So I at least have one free day when when I don't do anything other than every single day, I will do one thing towards my goals. And that includes Sundays. But it could be a very small thing, a little message to connect with someone, uh, just writing down some notes about things or even on my you know Evernote or whatever, just something very small so that I can say, actually, I did do something towards my goals today. 
very small, but as a general whole, uh, a, a general rule, Sunday is, is a free day, free of work. I'm out in the countryside. I'm out in nature. I'm with my family. And that's incredibly important for me. And I think a lot of people follow that, which is which is great. And it doesn't have to be a Sunday. It can be any day if you work on weekends and do a day. Um, my, my youngest daughter, her day is Monday. So, it can you know, it can be different days. But I think it's so important to take time out so that you do avoid burnout and finding that that way that goals works, goals work for you that are the right goals for you that fit in with your bigger picture vision that are going to get you from where you are now to where you really, really want to be. And it is so incredibly simple when you break it down like that and it's it's just a case of well, why are you not doing it because <laughs> yes. well, not you because I know you are yeah. but you know in terms of when when you hear it and you just go yes it's so simple just you know get on with it get it and but be inspired by your success list you know don't put it as a as a, a you know it's not drudgery it's just to inspire you to to enjoy and live life because you you said earlier that you've very much designed the life that you're living that you manifested it to be exactly how you now want it to be and my goodness you know that your beautiful home with your wonderful wildflower garden it's just it sounds so beautiful but it hasn't just happened, you know, you have designed it to be so, so, and, and attract all those wonderful insects and particularly the bees. So Catherine, thank you for sharing why you do what you do, what your focus is on why and, and the reason and the layers behind that. How would our people get in contact with you? What's the best way for them to reach out and connect? If anybody wants to connect with me, the best way is probably through LinkedIn. Um, so if you can just go to my LinkedIn page, which is Catherine Maguire. Um, private message me or connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'd be delighted to, yeah, I'd be delighted to connect with anyone who wants to uh, have a chat. Fantastic. Well, the link is in the show notes for the listeners. Thank you. And again, thank you. It's I can't wait for your book to come out. It's a very exciting uh, prospect to have that out in the in the in the world for us to get our hands on. So, looking forward to that. Do you have some final words for the audience, please, Catherine? I think I've covered it already, but that is, it is to decide what you want in life and just to go out and get it. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anyone control you. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do it because you absolutely can. Just set those goals and work towards them and really stay focused because if you really want to do something, you absolutely will. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, Focus on Why.